Welcome to the Big Geek Podcast. I'm your host, Ron Avis, and sitting with me to my left is my co-host, the Prince of Pixels, Nick Wright. Also joining us in the third chair is the big daddy of Mommy's Best Games, Nathan Fouts. And today we're going to preview Pig Eat Ball. exciting today we got a guest for the first time who's not somebody that we know that goes back really you know far back you know we actually have like a real guest this time you know like, like you know someone a professional who we know a little bit but you know yeah, we, we met a few years ago indie game developer yeah um nathan fouts and hey. uh, yeah and you are the uh, you are as i'd said early at the uh, top of the intro you are the big daddy of mommy's best games which uh, you guys have been around for quite a long time, and I didn't know that. See, I, I recognize you from the local um, arcade expo that we all attend every year. You know, I've Louisville seen, Arcade Expo. Yeah, it's amazing. Louisville Arcade Expo is great. Big big recommend to that. Comes around every March. Yeah, so far. Usually fun. around the first week yeah. or so of March. Mm-hmm. But I met you there um, because there there is an indie developer game. You know, like, there's a presence there, mm-hmm. and uh, Nick himself, you know, has been a part of a group of guys who. You know, have put a game out, and you know they're, you know, and we tend to kind of all know each other just because of, you know, I know Nick really well, obviously, so I get to know some of these other guys, right. and yourself included, and you had this like really interesting little game on a uh, demoed, and uh, it was like, what, what is this? It, I remember <laughs> there was like some force feedback chairs. Yeah, and- I remember. Yeah, the first time, <laughs> first time I ever met him, he, it, that was like the big thing was like getting us to sit. Twenty thirteen. 2013, 2014. It was around, yeah. I want to say it was like 2013, 2014, because you also had another game there that you were showing off, I remember. Uh, Serious Sam. Serious Sam Double D XXL. We published that through Devolver Digital. So, yeah, yeah, we did that one on Steam. We did that on Xbox 360. On Xbox Live Arcade, not just Xbox Live Indie Games. Yeah, you, so that was a big deal. You published games on a lot of different platforms. It's pretty impressive, man. You're a very Thanks. prolific developer. Yeah, yeah. I've made a bunch. Um, Piggy Ball is going to be our eighth game. <laughs> um, it's coming out, uh, well, for Steam, September 27th. Yeah, um, we're really excited about that. Uh, thanks. We, uh, we're, Nick and I are both uh, backers uh, on Fig. Thank you, guys. Uh, that helps. But anyways, going back to the uh, you yourself, what what is it? about like game development like how did you get involved with game development um so i went to college fortunately got to go to college and i thought it was cool to be a scientist i love science and i was studying physics you remind me of bill nye you have a bill nye look (laughs) (laughs) i've gotten that before okay Uh, i don't mind because i think bill nye is amazing he's awesome uh, it's not a pejorative yeah thing. no putting out you know and helping people get excited about science i love that too so i love um, nature and learning about physics and, and chemistry and everything and i was not sure how i was going to make a living studying physics and um, a prerequisite to physics was computer science mm-hmm. so this is like 1994 and um, i had to take a class and i took a class and i f- didn't fail it, but I didn't do well. Mm. It was really, really bad. <laughs> so I was, it was a programming class. I'd never programmed before, but I loved games growing up. And um, I was halfway through the class, and I was getting a C, which usually my grades were good. I usually had A's. 
And um, then it had all been theoretical. Half of the semester is theoretical in programming, mm -hmm. reading books and just writing down you know, what the answers we thought they were gonna be. Halfway through, we actually had to do a project. And we started getting into actual programming projects. And the last project in that class was, it wasn't a game. They called it a box moving game. They said box moving game. They're like, get the box into the bucket. And that's all you had to do. Get Bessie out of the yard or whatever. Yeah, and this was in Pascal, right? This was in Pascal that we were learning back then, and um, which is a good programming language for learning. Because it's got some guardrails, it's not super hard, you know, it's pretty fun. I mean, nowadays I would say C-sharp is the way to go um, if you're learning. But, so, you all you had to do was draw, you had to draw the box with like the vector graphics back then, and you had to draw the little bucket. And so, once I got into it, started to understand it, um, I had like 20 different enemies and all kinds of things moving around, and everybody else's looked the same, it was a box and a bucket. And mine yeah. had like spaceships going by and all kinds of stuff, <laughs> I was drawing out of vector graphics. And then we had to print the code. And in front of the whole class, mine's going, it just keeps like stacking up. And the professor's like, I need to talk to you about arrays. I'm like, oh, cool, what's arrays? Yeah. And he's like, and it was like I had to hand code like 20 different enemies and they were all the same. <laughs> I didn't know of anything. After that class, though, I was just like, you know, I studied physics. I got a major in physics, but I went nuts with computer science. So at Wabash College. Really it all kind of goes well together, though, really. <laughs> yeah, no, it was good. It was good. But from that point on, I actually minored in computer science. I didn't even get a major. It's funny. Like, you know, I, what I went to school for is not anywhere where I ended up. So sometimes you just, it's those little assignments in uh, college that, peak, you know, it gets your interest peaked. And you, you start to pursue that because you just, like, like it a little better. Or in your case, you were like, well, you know, maybe I can make more money like this. Or maybe I'll just be happier as a game developer. Well, I mean, it's it's great. Like college can be great because it exposes you to different areas, right? And it kind of forces you to deep dive into different things. And then you might notice something, like you said, like, oh, that's actually exciting. I'm really interested in that. Yeah. Like like nowadays, isn't it weird that in school somebody would tell you you have to read this book or you have to study this thing and you get mad about it. Yeah. But as adults, like you're seeking out knowledge. Mm -hmm. You're wanting to read books. You know what I mean? Because you're interested in that. So I think that's good. Yeah, because, well, that, like you said, you're interested in that. And when you're in school, like, you know, somebody tells you you have to you do have something. To this is not as, not as fun. Yeah. Uh, tell me about Mommy's Best Games. When, when did that uh, company become about? Like, when did you found that? Founded that in 2007. So you can go to mommysbestgames.com. Um, we started that. Before that, um, I worked in AAA for a while. I was at Insomniac Games. Oh, cool. Um, I did the weapons. I've heard of them. Yeah, you heard of them? They're pretty big right <laughs> now, right? They got a little game out right now called Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, that Spider-Man game is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so we did a launch title for the PlayStation 3 called Resistance Fall of Man. Oh, yeah. And I awesome. designed and programmed the weapons in that game. And um, that was a big deal, and that was a lot of fun uh, to play. The development was awful. Because it was a launch title, and Sony was nuts about like how hard it was going to be, and they wanted to make it like really good. I heard that the PlayStation 3 was difficult to program for, too. So. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Um, but I was just a, like a gameplay programmer, so fortunately the engine programmers made our jobs a little bit easier. Um, they, had to, they had to really get down to the, you know, the, the metal. We didn't have to do it as much. But our job was still hard because even as a gameplay programmer, we had to push as hard as we could to make the um, optimizations as good as possible. So it was tough. It was a tough project, um, mainly because they wanted the PS3 to shine, and it did. There's like I think you guys did great. Resistance 3 is a fun game. Yeah, it's good. I mean, and that 
they got amazing programmers there, so they're really good. Awesome. But um, for sure, yeah, it was fun. So we founded. Um, I split off from um, there and went Indy in 2007. So my wife is a co-owner, um, Amy Fouts, and she does the business side of things. I've met her. She's very nice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and um, uh, yeah, so she's a co she's a co-designer. She does. She actually so Finger Derpy is a mobile game that we made a little while back. You can download it for free, Finger Derpy. Um, it's really derpy. It's a cute little game. Yeah, like your fingers are all all crazy. Um, I like, like derpy. derpy horse race. You're really. I've noticed you really have really creative names. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I will tell you. Um, fun fact on Shoot One Up, our one of our older um, but really popular uh, indie games. Shoot One Up was going to be called Actu Actuarial Actuarial Phalanx. And my wife put the kibosh on that, fortunately. <laughs> like an actuary and a phalanx, and she was like, that is the dumbest name I've ever heard of. It's really terrible. Yeah, you gotta... but if somebody sees that in, like, the game store, like, wouldn't you just be interested in, like, seeing what that but was all about? She went up to really catch it, too. It's Because good. at the time when it came out, oneup.com was an actual gaming site. It's pretty I remember old game. that. Yeah. I remember that. Right? They were offshoot of EGM, right? Yeah, yeah. And then people thought it was hilarious. They were like, yeah, shoot one up. You know, they wanted to stop it. And um, so, yeah. So, shoot one up was actually in 2010. Yep. And that game's available on Steam. It's a, a shoot 'em up, but you control all your spaceships at the same time. And you can have up to 30 ships at once. I really love shoot 'em ups. So. I noticed, yeah. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> I love shoot 'em ups too. It's like a bygone day of 16 uh, bit style games. I. I was one of my favorite consoles was the TurboGrafx 16, and they had tons and tons of yeah, fun shoot 'em up games. Man, Lords of Thunder is amazing. I love yeah. that. I mean, that's like a disc game or whatever. But that Blazing one, Lasers is my jam. Blazing Lasers. There you go. That's a good one. That's a good one too. Yeah. So um, yeah, we did a bunch of games over the years. There, we started on the Xbox Live indie game scene. Mm -hmm. So um, and actually, we were um, our very first game weapon of choice was a launch title on what they then called Community Games. Oh, wow. And so Microsoft invited us out west to um, San Francisco to a big party. We got to be there at the launch party for community games. It was a big deal. It was really cool. I bet. Sean Beatty was there at the Sean party. Sean Beatty, yeah, I've heard of he him. Was just yeah. Like, yeah, he was just like in the crowd, and he came over and played the game and thought it was funny. Yeah, it was really, it was fun to meet him. Yeah, That's so cool. So You're cool. a pretty well-connected guy. I mean, you just came from PAX West. Yep. Just a couple weeks My ago. My arms are tired. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get too far ahead because I wanted to talk about, you know, Mommy's Best Games a little bit. You know, you, you have all these games like, you know, like 2008, 2009. Did you have two games released in 2010? Yeah, that was nuts. That was a really crazy year. Um, I did Shoot One Up in February and um, we, we released Explosion Aid in October. I love that name so much. Explosion Aid. <laughs> When life it gives when life man. gives you lemons, make explosion aid. Yeah. So um, <laughs> um, now Insomniac, they kind of strike me as like a, a team that was a real crazy sense of humor, and like I can tell, like you come from that. <laughs> like, I oh. fit in really well there. Yeah. yeah. And before that, I was at um, Running with Scissors, and we made the Postal series. Oh, oh wow, yeah. cool. Yeah. So I was a, I was a lead um, gameplay programmer on Postal Two. Awesome. So I was the weapons guy. I was the um, artificial intelligence guy, and I was the fluids guy. So I programmed all the pee and the napalm and the fire and the barf. I programmed so many things there. The barf. I gotta, programmed barf. We'll talk about the barf. I programmed barf a lot of times in a video game. It's, like a lot more than anybody else even In Piggy Ball, the barf makes me so nauseous. Like, oh, no. It's great. It's like, but it's like that Ren and Stimpy nauseous, though. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. great. You know, I can see how kids will just love it so much. Do, do you do the sound effects and everything yourself? So, yes, um, but... Is that you going... <laughs> um, no, so what I do is 
I pay for some sounds, okay. but um, I'll fully some sounds in the, in the office there. Um, I'll do a blend. And so I've, I've just learned over the ear, years mixing and um, blending sounds and making them sound good. And I've just... Your games I've, sound amazing. Thanks. I've paid people for sound effects before, yeah. but I haven't found anybody yet that can do a better job at a reasonable price. Yeah. They've, 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 I, asked, I paid people way too much on Sirius Sam for a while there, and they were only doing... Not even as good. And well, I was going to ask you because there's quite a bit of voice acting in that game. No, no, okay. The voice acting is amazing. I didn't do it any is. of that. It's really, it is. It's, the Volver paid for good. that, and the guy they got for Huff, the second, the second player guy, guy is hilarious. Yeah. He's insane. He, the commercial for Serious Sam, um, the gun stacker, you should watch it if you haven't. I only love three things in this world rollerblading, squirrel jerky, and my mom's ex boyfriend, Leon. Oh, yeah. And guns. I mean, it's the funniest commercial I can possibly think of. And it got made for my game, and Devolver was like, they loved it. It was yeah. so cool. I mean, the, the commercial is incredible. So The guy for Huff is insane. Like, he's absolutely amazing. And, oh, um, that's so great. And we had so much um, uh, leftover voiceover stuff. I tried to put it in as many places as I could because he was just so funny. They were just, like, letting him run. And when he dies, he does all this, oh, my gosh, so much funny death um dying and complaining and stuff he's amazing that's yeah. amazing now do you compose the music yourself too no 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 i'm okay. terrible at music okay. um uh we should definitely try to sing later though together it'll be great <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. what's a song with like three people in it <laughs> yeah <laughs> we can do a little acapella yeah it'd be great um we we should do like the beatbox version of mario you know but no 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 i'm terrible at music i'm game nick yeah, yeah. it can't be as bad as when we sang the toys, toys are us, us. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome it wasn't that bad mark it wasn't that bad we were doing skype it was we had syncing issues <laughs> um so for the music i've got a longtime friend hamdia ayanovic um he's american He's, um, um, his family's foreign, but anyway, he's a great, great Sounds musician. Sounds American spy. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm the, uh, yeah. He's, he's a cool dude, and um, he lives out in Arizona, and he's done all our music over the years. And Were you can, from Arizona? Is that where you... I'm actually from here. I'm, I'm oh, okay, from southern okay. Indiana, gotcha. but I used to work and live in uh, Tucson for a while. That was gotcha. when I was doing the Running With Scissors gig. Oh, okay. So Yeah, we're yeah. so lucky to have you here as a local... Uh, indie developer. I mean, the scene, I, I the scene has elevated the profile thanks to you quite a bit, I thanks. think. Well, I threw the first game party here. Um, the first party that we had to organize all local indie devs is the one I threw at the um, uh, the barbershop. So it was the first launch, Serious Sam. Mm. So that was 20, um, 2011 when the game came out, and then 2013 we did it for XBLA. So I found John um, Meister in Lexington. I found Frog Dice guys, um, Michael Hartman. They do a bunch of games over there. They're a big deal over there in Lexington. Mm -hmm. And then um, I found some guys in Bloomington, the um, uh, Studio Cypher guys, um, Will and um, Ian and them, and um, Nathan Mischler up north, and uh, some other guys from around Southern Indiana. I invited everybody over to Louisville. We had a little party there for the public yeah. to try to say that we had like local indie developers. So, yeah, it was cool. That was a while ago. One of my goals is to try and get some more uh, local creators, whether it be, you know, video game creators or, you know, cosplayers, whatever. It, it would be really neat to start highlighting, you know, like showing off some of the local talent because the scene around here is pretty amazing. It's, it's coming along. It's fun. Yeah. yeah so mm -hmm. so um, you mentioned that you're so like what role does your wife uh, play in 
mommy's best games. For mommy's best games. Since she's the mommy, I yeah, guess. Yeah, she's the mommy. <laughs> yeah, so she is the business side um, and also essentially like a producer role. Okay. So she kind of keeps me on track. Keeps the money um, and stuff. And keeps the money going and, and also make sure, you know, like, are you sure you need to work on the barf effects in this game more? You <laughs> yes. know what I mean? Like those yes, kind of questions. going to go harder. <laughs> lean in on the barf effects. Yeah, lean in on the barf. <laughs> but also, like for Finger Derpy, she um, contributed to the design and... Um, I mean, she plays the games. Like the kids play test the games. So oh, that's awesome. It's kind of a family affair that way. Yeah. My fun. son is seven, and I believe you have a seven-year-old as well. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, whenever you know the first day of school, and they'll have like, "What is it you want to be?" I think he always puts game developer because <laughs> okay, he so loves cool. video games. You know, yeah. like it's it's everything to him right now. Well, so. I always tell kids um, study art or study programming. Because you can definitely use that somewhere. You read my mind. I was going to yeah. say, what advice would you give to a small kid? Yeah, definitely sick. I mean, like, game design is so niche. If you get fired, I don't know what you're going to do. So I want to talk to you because I've never talked to anybody that's released a game on such a large scale, you know, like Xbox. I mean, I, I'm a console gamer. Um, I, I've played a little bit of, you know, Steam, but not much. It's it's strictly like PlayStation, Xbox, which, by the way, the games, are, the Piggy Ball is going to be released eventually for PlayStation oh, yeah. 4 and Xbox. PS4, one. Xbox One. Yep. I'm going to go ahead and nail you down right here. I got to ask you this. Is there any chance it could come out for a Nintendo Switch? Right, Reggie. And ask for the game. Oh, okay. Um, we'll okay. see. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, they, they talk about how they're we'll see. trying to kind of cultivate this real indie friendly, uh, like with the Nindies. And... Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff on the Switch for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And I had to um, ask because Nick and yeah. I are both like huge Nintendo guys. Oh, yeah. No, I, like I would Nintendo. love to play Piggy Ball on the Switch. I like to say that Piggy Ball is just like Mario Galaxy, except for not at all. <laughs> except with vomiting and yeah, pigs and, it does and, have a, and lots of pill bugs. Exactly. It's got a it's got a high level structure that's similar to the Mario Galaxy games. It's every bit as imaginative as Mario Galaxy. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. Where I was gonna go with that partially was, you know, when when you see you, you put all this blood, sweat, and tears into a game, and then you put it out there and you cross your fingers that it's gonna hit. And uh, you so you start reading reviews, and I, I was seeing that you know like your games were reviewed by some pretty notable you know the games yeah. media, uh, Destructoid, Gamespot. I was really impressed to like read all of the nice things that they had to say. How do you how do you handle that the success, and also how do you handle when somebody has like something negative to say, like graphics are too bland or the enemies aren't very smart? Or, how do you how do you take that? It's tough, but. Um... I mean, if it's positive, I just like, it's great. Yeah. It's <laughs> you know? But if it's negative, uh, what I usually try to do is... Um, find out where they live. <laughs> yeah, find out where they live and throw a toilet paper at their house. Um, no, um, I just try to ask them, like, in a detailed way, what was it that they had a problem with? And if there's anything that I could do to the game to actually make it better for them, is there something... You know, in a game, you've got these essentially like these pillars of design that you can't move. Yeah. Um, so like a core aspect in Shoot One Up is it's a shooting game. Like if you don't like shooting games, you're not going to like this game. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like um, it's not a match three game. You know, so if they hate shooting games, they're not going to like it. Right. So if they complain about that, I just say, well, you're right. You should not play this game. But if they say, oh, the graphics are bad or something like that, I can think about, well, maybe I can do something about that. So I usually kind of drill down on, well, what is it? If they just say this sucks, like... If I don't actually personally get to engage with them and get anything more out of them, I just move on. 
Would your yeah. wife then basically have like start seeing red flames in her eyes? Would she go <laughs> after that person since she's kind no, of in business? No, <laughs> we, we, we stick with don't read the comments. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, oh my gosh, you're yeah. right. You're absolutely right. Don't, <laughs> we stick with that philosophy. Nothing good can ever come of reading yeah. the comments. It's scary. People it's scary. are just mean for no good reason. Yeah. There was this one really interesting uh, quote, and I'm, I didn't have the writer's name, but someone from GameSpot, and I think it was for, um, it might have been for Shoot One Up or Explosion 8. I'm, I'm sorry. I I'm getting ready for a spit take. <laughs> no, but it says, Nathan Fouts of Mommy's Best Game is certainly one of the leading developers for the XBL's indie channel, and I thought that was that really spoke volumes. Thanks. You're, yeah. you're like, nice, yeah. you know, you're a leader. You know, they see yeah. you as that. At, at the time, like when we had the Xbox Live Indie Channel, yeah, I mean, what, Mommy's Best was a big deal. So, yeah. and now it's like disseminated, like split apart and all kinds going every, every which way. And so that XNA scene was really fun. And the, the people there were just amazing. Like, I mean, we were there on the internet, but even being on the internet, it worked really well. So I still run into people. I just saw James and Michelle from Sky Studios out at PAX West, and um, I still keep up with uh, Luke Schneider. He was Radiant Games. Yeah. So they were Sky Studios, he was Radiant Games. He's working on, I think it's called Overload. It's a really cool um, oh, Descent. Overload. Overload. Descent, I've heard of that. Descent um, um, style game. It looks amazing. Look up Descent Clone. <laughs> Just okay. look up Descent Clone. I think it's called Overload. It's really cool. I've heard of that. I, that, that rings yeah, a bell. Yeah, so Luke Snyder, he's he's a um, really cool dude. He was in XNA for a while. And um, there's just a lot of cool XNA people. And I still keep up with them. They're great. So. Um, speaking of Xbox, the uh, the achievements. Do, did your games have achievements? Did they make you put achievements in the games? No, we actually could not put achievements in the game. Um, oh, no. But they didn't access the main system, but we still did put achievements in the game. Hmm. So they were local to the game itself. Okay, okay. So they wouldn't contribute. That was a big sticking point was we could never actually assign um, gamer tag, gamer score kind of points from our games. Hmm. I, uh, for, for the longest time, and they may have changed it at the end there, but early on we weren't able to do that, and so we would just kind of make up our own thing. And what about for Piggy Ball? Will that have Piggy Ball has official achievements? It's going to have trophies. It's actually got a platinum trophy. Oh for my PS4. god! You have a platinum yeah, trophy. I know. I was going to ask you. That's amazing because not everybody puts a platinum trophy. No, they don't. And uh, I was talking to Sony, and they were like, you know, I said I've got um, fifty odd, you know, achievements for the game, and and they were like, oh, I don't know, you know, and they, and they said, you know what, you can do it. So they said so, normally they like reserve it for really big games, and they're like, you got plenty of stuff, go for it. So That awesome. is so smart of you to do, because there are so many people out there that will play a game to earn a trophy. A it's fun. I love achievements. You know what I mean? Like oh, when it's yeah, a little side thing and something kind of interesting. When I wish Nintendo would get on board with that. <laughs> I know, I know, they're fun. So. It gives you something to focus on, to like a goal to achieve. Yeah, a little extra goal. You know what I mean? Like It's it's fun. Achievement design's fun. Well, yeah, because you, you know, you'll beat a game, and then... To, you know, you just get more out of it. You know, it's, yeah, it's a reason to keep going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that that's really amazing that you've got a platinum trophy that's going to go. Yeah, uh, I'm we'll excited. See. Well, I want to move. I want to shift now. Finally, to piggy ball.
explain what is piggy ball <laughs> just just like your elevator pitch <laughs> the elevator pitch is um the main gameplay is like imagine you're playing pac-man but you get fatter while you eat <laughs> and so um every level still has to have you eating all the balls to win the level but it's there can be maze areas and you can get stuck in the maze so um how do you get out of the maze well you barf your way out so the little balls like still are traveling around the level and you have to squeeze through and then gobble them up still but you kind of now have to prioritize how to get to them that's the simplest levels in the game from there it's very again mario-esque um that the design is every new level has a new little fun thing to figure out so there's uh, very early on, there's like a conveyor belt level, and then there's these pill bugs, and then there's spike balls, and then there's Pac-Man-esque ghosts. So there's um, there, there's these freaky looking ghosts that are all nasty um, that uh, you can actually barf on, and then rip their skin off with your little cute <laughs> mouth, and then they go screaming back to their shower. Are you a horror fan by any chance? I am. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of nasty. I love, my favorite horror is like 80s, you know, um, practical effects. Like from the 80s. Like Cronenberg type yeah, Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> just even though, even like well, early practical. Peter Jackson, you know, all yeah. the practical effects. I love that stuff. So, Reach um, on, brother. Practical effects all the way. Yeah, yeah. I just, I'm not into um, torture porn and stuff. Okay, like, not, like, not nowadays. like the body, like... Not the, okay, what's Cronenberg's that, like Hostel and stuff like that? Yeah, the torture porn. Yeah, I'm but I like Cronenberg just because he's so weird and crazy, you know what well, I mean? On the like, fly, I mean, if you're into yeah, practical effects. Yeah, I love it, love it. So, that's a classic. Yeah, yeah, so in um, it, we do homages to arcade games, classic arcade games in Piggy Ball. So the main structure of the game is five giant worlds, and I, I love this kind of stuff. Every time you get to a world in Piggy Ball, it's all original. So there's all new gameplay, there's all new objects. Oh, that's great. You know what I mean? It's not like... Uh, palette shift enemies and you're not fighting yeah. the same you know five enemies throughout the whole game so it's it's kind of one of those games where you 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 get you gain like some mechanic and you just bring that mechanic you gain new mechanics as you go along because the game's getting harder and you need these new mechanics to it's okay so it's more like it's it's close it's actually more like you're unlocking levels and the mechanics are in them so think mario okay mario has no special gameplay I mean, he's got his movement, right? And then he can get power-ups occasionally. Yeah. And that what happens is the level is crazy. So the level design is crazy. You get to the level in Mario, and like the water fall is like blasting up, and there's fish going along the bottom or something. Or you know now you're going down a hill and you're in the cave, and it's all you know new new enemies. Piggy ball is more like that. Okay. Really so when nice. you get to a new level, now there's bombs in the level. And you're like, ooh, bombs! I never played with bombs before in the game, you know. And then, or you get to a new level, and now there's giant sriracha bottles rolling around and you get to like push these around and solve puzzles with those so it's more like the mechanics you kind of are exploring the depth of through the level design and there's about 214 levels in the game the main gameplay is about the single player is a, a nice cool story and um it's about eight to twelve levels eight to twelve hours long and my favorite quote from everybody that's played it i never get tired of hearing it when they play it they go that was actually fun <laughs> That's surprising. They're like really, yeah. They're like maybe they thought it was gonna be a gross-out dollar game or something, and yeah. they don't get it. You know what I mean? But after they're like, that was fun. I'm like, thank you. That's what I was going for. Would you say that this is your most ambitious game to date? Definitely. Yeah. Serious Sam Double D XXL was our biggest game before. Yeah. We've been working on this game for five and a half years now. This is pretty long. Now, weirdly, I published 
uh, Finger Derpy in there. Yes, During you that have. time, yes, yeah. you have. I've published Emoji Screen. That's another mobile game you should download. And don't give it to your kids. Or do. <laughs> it's the most annoying game ever made. Poo, 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 poo. Ah, poo. Oh. Emoji Screen. <laughs> Very cool. We had um, some. So we had some. We're big, gonna put your email down at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We had some big um, streamers play it, like um, uh, Cupquake. She's awesome, and she she did emoji scream. She did um, finger derpy for us, so wow. it was fun. But well, finger um, derpy really is a cute little game. It's great. It's got a four player mode. Yeah, you should play it. Yeah. So um, in the time that we've been working on Piggy Ball, I've actually been taking little breaks and making other games. So. Yeah. That's, I mean, you guys are prolific. I mean, you're like the Stephen King of of, of the Ohio Valley indie game scene. I hope I don't get hit and, you know, have a car wreck and you know, oh, no, no. <laughs> have to make a game about that. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to talk about Fig because um, you, you you started a crowdsourcing campaign about, how, how long ago was it? Uh, it was earlier this year. Earlier this year. Yeah. What, what was that experience like? Is this the first time you've used I've never done crowdfunding, and they're different from Kickstarter because it's investment as well. And so they um, helped. They also um, handpicked the games, so it's not as crowded as Kickstarter. Kickstarter's really crowded. Yeah, I mean, it's it's fine if it, if it works out. But I've stayed away. I've never done – we've always been internally funded, and I've never done Kickstarter before. But they liked the game a lot, and they wanted to do it, and so I agreed to it, and we we ended up raising over twenty five grand for it. That's amazing! Congratulations! So, yeah. Thanks. Yeah, it was very hard, very stressful. How how I mean, how crucial was the success of that campaign to getting the game out the, when it did when it is coming out? Just in a couple. I of mean, weeks. the money helps, like for sure. You can't um, say no to that. And um, what it's helped us do is basically make the best version of the game that we could. Absolutely. So we took that money and we rolled it into some PR, and we've been able to pay for really high quality localization to make sure, you know, people get a good experience that way. And um, I, I'm also actually just to pay people back, back pay. Yeah. No, <laughs> like I we've mean, been meaning to pay people. So you, you gotta, you gotta spend a little, you gotta invest in yourself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, and, uh, you, so it's you, you're, you're, like I said, you you had a really good presence at the uh, expo, you know, like this past year you had this gigantic pill bug, like cut, cut out where you could kind of stick your head through. And that was really adorable. Thanks. Did you, um, so are you the main artist for all this stuff too? Yep, main artist. Yeah, I do all the art. And um, uh, so that I made for PlayStation Expo. So Sony invited us out to the PlayStation Expo out in um, out west oh, wow. there I wish, in December. I wish I could just talk to you about that for hours. Oh, it was amazing. It was a good show. I mean, it was actually one of the best conventions I've ever been to. Um, I loved it. It was really well done, and everybody was like super happy to play games and like just really into it. The fans were there were amazing. So, um, I do the marketing for our games as well, and so I was just like, I want to come up with something really funny and really wild for this show, and that's when I came up for it. I'll give you a picture. That's why I came up with um, the double head cutout yeah. for the barfing pill bugs and bow, and you and a friend get to get in there and barf on each other. So gross. I mean, so like, <laughs> I always like to come up with the, the most wild thing I can think of for conventions so that they have a fun experience in real life. You know what I mean? Like, you get some kind of new, because you can play my game at home, but what can you do if you meet me at the show? I want you to have like a better time, you know, than when you meet me at the show. So. Remember the old days when you just pay a girl to stand out in front of your game? And <laughs> <laughs> I've been to those old days when I was running, running with scissors. I miss those. Yeah, at E3. Yeah, you can't have booth babes anymore, but we used to a long time ago. E3, thanks for bringing that up. Have you been to an E3? Oh, yeah. Um, I think, what was my first one? 98? 99, something like that. 
That so, was that was that ninety eight the first year they did. Oh no no they went back they moved it around. Yeah they moved around for a while there. So I the first one I did did some out in L A there and yeah I went to I Atlanta for like a couple. Yeah of yeah. yeah I haven't been since they opened it up to the public. Um, okay. Just because it's gotten really big and it's gotten kind of like this merger of public gaming. You know it's usually like a business show, but. Um, yeah, there was some fun. There were some fun E3s back in there. Yeah, the E3 is interesting. Like it was like you know the electro, the consumer electronics show, and then it sort of became E3, and it was. It was all about the business side of things, and then but fans were always dying to catch a peek of like what you know, like what's it well, like behind the scenes. It's different now because the internet's really people just kind of keep releasing you know trailers straight to the internet, yeah. so it kind of makes sense. You know what I mean? So it was just like a little time capsule. That no, time is gone. You know what I mean? But back in the '90s, it was pretty crazy. So absolutely. it was a fun show. Okay, so since you're like our first official guest, I wanted to come up with some sort of new segment for uh, the show for when we do have guests on to kind of get to know the uh, the guest a little bit more, get a feel for like what it is, you know, like what what's the, what are they made of really, like as gamers and you know, like because I know from talking to you in the past, like you're you're an OG gamer and obviously you pick game development. Can we get like a flying? Flying logos. <laughs> I can out. make yeah. that happen, sure. Yeah. We're going to call this so, like feats of strength or. Yeah. Feats of strength. <laughs> uh, test your might. Yeah, so test your I'm might. I'm just calling these like parting questions. I don't know what I'm going to call okay. it. Yeah, but, so I, I wanted to know like what was the first arcade game you remember playing? Uh, on a cabinet? Yeah, on the a cabinet. The first machine um, had to be um, Moon Patrol. Oh, man. That is a good one. Yeah. That is a classic. Classic. Yeah. And uh, I think it. They have that game. They've one got one at Zanzibar. At Zanzibar, oh, nice. yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I played it there at Zanzibar. Yeah. That place is awesome. It's amazing nowadays, as adults, like they actually have bars that are just, they cater to people who were kids when these games were in arcades. Like now it's like we have our own little adult bars to go to and they have these little games. They kind of, they rotate games in and out though, so there's no telling if it's like out right now or not. I don't, it's been a while since I've been. If, it, if it's in the place there, yeah, yeah. There's like a there's like a building like next door where they. Oh yeah, up. they got a lot of games yeah. there. That place so, is so cool. So they kind of they, they cool. rotate their. Yeah, because yeah, they have a warehouse somewhere yeah. nearby, right? Yeah. It's a glorious time to be alive. It is. Arcade it really bars. Is. I mean, there's there's never been more choices for gamers. Yeah. Well, you've been to Rec Bar, haven't you? Yeah, I've been I there. haven't been there yet. Do they? Have oh no 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 Rick Bar. No, I haven't been. I've just seen like pictures that I think yeah I need to show the rec bar we gotta do this man I was trying to get you to go to trivia field trip (laughs) (laughs) okay uh, so that was the first game we were playing what's your favorite arcade game favorite arcade game has got to be Robotron 2084 I'm actually pretty good I'm pretty good so uh, in the office at Running With Scissors we had a machine in there and the boss there Mike Rydell he was super into it also he used to work at Atari like long 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 ago he was a great guy so he and I got into a fight um playing the game not 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 this no 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 competition and so we were we had actually cranked the game up to 10 like you know you can set the dip switches and stuff so we had it on 10 and we had it on maybe like three lives or one life or something and the uh, the the points is like a hundred thousand for a man and we would play so long we kept on bumping up the difficulty and so he had this pretend million dollar bill and you would get it, and you would steal it from the other person's office oh, like when you beat their score. But we were like way in the millions at that point, and nobody else's. Yeah, so we weren't getting a lot of work done back so then. So it's like a fantasy football trophy. You guys would pass. You would, we would take it. We did the walk in and say it is done. You know what I mean? Take the million dollar bill into your office. So Robotron, man, I love it. I I love twin stick shooters, and that's like the OG twin stick <sighs> so shooter good. right there. So good. Good choice. Okay, uh, what was your first home console? The Sega Master System. 
The Sega Master System. I'm a Sega guy. Oh, Man. wow. I, I thought he might get something like old school. I, I thought for sure he was going to say the VCS. So, like brown box or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. So um, all my friends had Ataris and ColecoVisions. Right there, and, right there. I, and I would play. Yeah, I would play. Oh, there, there's the Sega Master I System. I like the Master System as well. Yeah, I would play um, at friends' houses. And I was just enamored with it, but my dad wouldn't get this video game machine thing for us. Right. You know, and I was that's I something that dad would say. Yeah, and, he, and he's a science teacher, and he was just like, um, so what he did was he read up and found out the Sega Master System was more powerful than a Nintendo, oh. and um, as a processor, you know what I mean? Like the, an article was published in the paper, and he was like, well, I've decided to get you the good one, and I was devastated. Because my friends were getting Nintendos, and, and, I, had, and I, had, I was the one in, you know, 20 kid that had the Sega in town, and um, I ended up loving it, though, because I just loved Sega from then on, yeah. then on out. Well, here's where Sega would always get me. I, I was always a huge fan of their arcade games, and they had yeah. all the ports. Yeah. So I chose the Master System before I got an NES. Big mistake. I mean, I enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Shinobi was a huge fan of Shinobi, oh, so I had to have so that good. on the Master System. Yeah. Uh, so that that's a surprising and very welcome uh, <laughs> yeah. answer. That's really yeah, cool. So I was busy pe- playing Atari Twenty Six Hundred. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. We're... Did you? Okay, so you took it. Did you end up with a Nintendo or? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I I got a um a, an Atari Twenty Six Hundred too. That was actually my first. Uh, and I you know it was like one of those deals where we bought it at a we didn't get it new. It was from a yard sale or something. Mm. So Twenty Six Hundred Twenty Six Hundred. Yeah. Yeah. And I just I I just played I played Berserk. At a friend's house oh, on the yeah. you know on the Atari, That's a good one. That's a good I played one. Um, the 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 tank game. What was the tank? Combat. Game? Combat. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that was so fun. The bouncing bullets. We loved that. So but those three that. planes flying in unison. That wasn't oh, like inspiration. They just keep <laughs> looping. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Shoot one up. Yeah, mm, so yeah, exactly. There. It goes way back. <laughs> you did. We're uncovering something here. Yeah. Uh, so what's what's your uh, your favorite home console? Uh, oh, I want to go favorite home console game. We'll mix it up. Well, favorite home console of all time is the Sega Genesis. And if anybody says otherwise, they're just wrong. But it's the best <laughs> the one. The Mega Drive. The Mega Drive, yeah. The Sega Genesis um, is my favorite. And then home console game? Yeah, well, what was your favorite Genesis game then? Uh, Lightning Force. But it's not, So Thunder Force 4... And if you read the box art, it's not called Lightning Force. It's called Lightning Force. <laughs> Lightning? <laughs> yes. So it's got a little English there in the title. Now, um, I don't know if it's a force that gets brighter, but it's supposed to be it's lightning. lightning there. Yeah, it's supposed to be lightning, but they spelled it wrong. So anyway, Thunder a, Force 4 is amazing. It, it's it's really that uh, uh, what do you call, localization, I guess. Yeah. Now, was that the game that had this really amazing uh, arcade cabinet that rotated around? Like, I think that had an arcade. Mm, I'm I'm thinking of like Galaxy Force. Oh, um, maybe it was Galaxy. Force. Galaxy Force had the you climb inside. Galaxy yeah, Force yeah. Two that was really cool. Yeah, that was like yeah. Well, that, Sega Genesis tried to have a port of it. Uh, you know. Yeah. The, so the the Sega Genesis Galaxy Force port was okay. Yeah, it was. Fine. You know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. they didn't have like Mode Seven and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, but they they, they had they like could. that um that that super scalar yeah. kind of math that they could do with like Outrun and stuff. So they did that in Galaxy Force on it, the Sega Genesis. It was perfectly fine back but in But Thunder Force Thunder Force was a different series in like. Thunder Force two, three, and four, and Thunder Force four is my favorite. Was that a, was that wasn't the helicopter game? Was it? No, no, no. This is like a side-scrolling um, science fiction game. Okay. And what was cool is they had a really interesting set of weapons. I always like love game weapons oh, that are man. that are wild. It's the best part of the shoot 'em ups. Yeah, yeah. And so um, Thunder Force four was cool, and it had absolutely insane heavy metal digitized music. Oh yeah. yeah, it was amazing. You should hear it. Like the intro. 
you should play as loud as you possibly can. I'm playing it right now in the video. Yeah, it. yeah, and it's so good. Like it's like scrolls the letters across. It's absolutely insane. This like cool. kind of reminds me of, like Contra Three, like wow. the way they scroll. But this this intro is so good, and the first level in there has so much scrolling. Parallax will blow your mind. Oh, I love Parallax. If you get it on a scrolling. giant screen, it's like VR. It's better than VR. <laughs> VR can go away. It's wow. so good. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. This is way better. This is so good. So anyway. All right. Next question. You're doing great, by the way. <laughs> What's your favorite um, like character sprite, like a classic character sprite? For example, like Pac-Man or or like the Galaga ship. You know, like what what springs to your mind when you? I don't love Mega Man. But I will say I loved when Mega Man would like get close to a, a platform and his little foot would go, ooh, you know what I mean? And he didn't do that thing where he like hovers over. He actually would go, uh, and his little feet would come together. That's really cute. That's yeah. cool. But my favorite sprites are probably um, like the player character in Ernest Evans on the Sega Genesis because he just looks like a big collection of gibberish and he's insane. They did all this crazy math where um, the little sprites could connect together for this player. He's not a drawn sprite, he's all these little pieces. And he could roll, he could um, crawl, he could climb and swing. It's a mess. What was the but name of the game? Ernest Evans. Oh gosh, yeah. I have to look that up. See, you're, oh. you're blowing my mind here. Like you, oh, you man, did not go. Oh man, I love go... the Genesis. It's so good. Oh, yeah. that's that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'll have like an image of that. I'm not saying it's <laughs> the best game, but it's very interesting. It's personal to you. That's, it's that's... a very interesting game. Yeah. You know? Not everybody's gonna wanna say the same thing. Yeah. No, that's great, you're perfect. Okay, this last question could go anywhere. I don't really know where I expect it to go, but who was your biggest like creative inspiration? Because you're a very creative guy, and I'd like to know what things like you know like Monty Python. I don't know, like what what inspired you? What really kind of got your creative juices flowing? Hmm. Well, um, I was like classical art and painting, so I paint as well. And um, there's uh, all the classics are great, but like Caravaggio, he did this um, deep chiaroscuro um, shadow kind of painting, super famous um, classic um, painter, and his art is really striking, love that. But <clears throat> Salvador Dali is like my favorite, basically. I love surreal, so surreal paintings, stuff like that, it's just incredible. Um, as far as video game like design goes, um, I was always inspired by Treasure. Um, all that whole team that split off and did like Contra Hardcore before that, and then they did Gunstar Heroes. Oh, I love everything Treasure does. You know what I mean? Even that Sin and, Sin and Punishment 2 came out a little while ago. It's incredible. I, I can so. see, I can actually see, like, I'm picturing Gunstar Heroes and, like, some of your games. Like, I can see that influence. Actually. Yeah, it's Contra Hardcore is one of my favorite yeah, games ever. That was on the Sega Genesis. I was going to say, leave it to the Sega Genesis guy it's to so mention good. the Genesis version of a. a it's Contra. so good. Right. Contra, <laughs> Contra 3 is really not, good. But not the NES or the Super NES. No, no, Genesis. I love it. I mean, it's just incredible. So, um, yeah, like in, ter in terms of design. And actually, Dave Perry was a big inspiration when I was younger. Dave um, Perry from uh, Shiny. Uh, yeah, yeah, Shiny Entertainment. And Doug Tenapple is the artist there. He was really, I mean, that guy's doing amazing kid books nowadays. But Is that what's going on with yeah. him? He, he does. just disappeared, man. Yeah, no, well, Dave Perry's foot off. He's like, you know, future tech guy. Like, he does all kinds of stuff. He's like in the cloud, you know, gaming and all kinds of things like I that. I love that kind of stuff. But, um, man, when I was playing, like, yeah, like um, even the 7-Up Spot game. Was good. Oh, yeah, that I was like actually that a good game. It, it was really a really cool. well animated. And the game. same thing. I don't know. I guess I'm fascinated by um, uh, games for other IP that are good. So yeah. like the McDonald's game that Treasure did was actually good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when you were saying Treasure, I thought I was kind of thinking I thought they did a McDonald's. They did a yeah, McDonald's yeah. game, which sounds really dumb, but it was actually pretty fun. You know, well, and the Seven Up game was really good. 
I, I remember that spot game. Yeah, it was. Right. It was, it was yeah. really But good. Earthworm Jim like, blew my mind. Like, oh Earthworm Jim was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. On another I mean? level. Like, I, yeah. It was so I, much I hate good to see that they, man. like, they, he's like, there was Earthworm Jim and then two, and then they had that, uh, was it? They had a 3D one for a while. Uh, yeah, it was like MDK or I don't know. Like I, MDK initially. was okay. I was super into Shiny. Listen, listen like, for, for years there, I was really happy with Their Shiny. Their sense of humor was fantastic. Yeah. And then um, those other guys, um, that I love, I don't know, I love British stuff. Like, the British humor is great, but, um, there was a group that did. Um, it's called Armed and Dangerous. Was the game? Did you ever play it? Um, it sounds familiar. Oh, it sounds generic, but they had wacky the John weapons. Candy movie. <laughs> yeah, they had they had wacky weapons, and they had like a land shark weapon. They had a weapon that was a corkscrew, and you could screw it in the ground, and the earth would turn upside down, and all the guys would fall off the level, <laughs> and but you would be hanging, and then it would go back. It was really funny. They had a great jetpack. You so, know, like, I yeah. bet he would really. He probably really enjoyed that uh, Bonanza Brothers game. Does that, does that game that was up? that was too slow for me oh, okay, you know what okay, I mean but I like, I like the art do you like it I like it yeah, yeah. but I like see I like sneaking around and stuff yeah like uh, Tenchu and oh. he, he hates that no, I, I love I like Tenchu. to go in heads in. I like to go guns blazing I love yeah. Tenchu I have no patience for that no patience <laughs> you know, I, I will sit and be patient just you know for that perfect kill like, oh man like, like, the original PS1 Tenchu like like right that was blew my mind yeah like, you just, so yeah. cool but I'm like you hide on there you wait you have a sword I want no. to use it <laughs> I love like it's just like it's so creepy that you know like morbid because you're like I, I would just sit up there and play and go. Oh, you're, you're talking dead. Nick's language, I, man. I'd immediately like reset if I got spotted like once. <laughs> Nick is so cruel, man. Yeah. He sets people. Oh up. man, I would hang out on the rooftop in Tenchu and just go, "Your death will come soon." <laughs> <laughs> and then you creep over and click. Yeah, I love that game. I'm a little freaked out. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that that was like all of our like get to know you personal type stuff. Now I'm gonna test your uh, knowledge on some other. I'm gonna quiz you a little bit. Oh no. Okay, these are, I'll these try. Are, these are five questions, and they're multiple choice. So mm -hmm. you you have, if you don't know the answer I might just say an answer anyway. If you, <laughs> all right, so here's the first one. And mm -hmm. since I know you're a big arcade I want the I want the audience to join in on this, too. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, you audience, if you know it, shout it out. If you're listening, <laughs> if, you're, if you're watching the video. And we you, can hear you, by the way. Yeah, the NSA made it work. <laughs> but yeah, the, so here's the first the first question. Okay, so. Uh, what was the first ever commercially sold coin-op game? Was it A, Pac-Man, B, Pong, C, Space Invaders, or D, Computer Space? It's not Computer Space. Commercially available? I'd say Pong. Pac-Man came out in 1980. Pong came out in 1972. Space Invaders came out in 1978, and Computer Space came out in 1971. But One year before Space. I didn't think point it, up, though? I didn't think it was an actual uh, arcade cabinet. Well, ac according to like the Wikipedia site that I checked, right, you right, know, right, right. like Wikipedia could be no, right, see, could be wrong. Yeah, because you're tricking me there because I would have totally <laughs> said Computer Pong. Space Pong is like, like the immediately. First. If there was no if there was no multiple choice, I would have said Pong. But according to this, and it was okay. you know, released okay. in 1971 by Nolan Bushnell and Ted, Ted Dabney. Okay. With that sparkly green yes. cabinet. Yeah. Yes. I'm thinking of like that form-fitting. There was like a real interesting like form-fitting kind of cabinet there for a while. I, I mean, because I knew it was like the first like arcade game, but I didn't know it was coin operated. Apparently, it was. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that one maybe we'll just maybe we'll just give you that one i don't know because maybe that one you don't have to give it to me it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. and i wasn't really sure if pong was 
coin up either. So I, I, I definitely that remember that days. being coin up. I've read articles in the past where that was coin up. Okay, so your game is being released on Steam first, September twenty seventh. Yep. So Steam is the largest digital distribution platform for PC games. Um, what year did it first launch? Was it two thousand thirteen? Was it two thousand three? Two thousand eight? Or 2010? I'm going to go with 2008 because they launched it with Half Life 2. 2003. 2003? What did they put on it first? Counter Strike or something? I think it was Counter Strike. Okay, because I remember it got big with Half Life 2. Yeah, they launched it on September 11th, 2003. Okay, so I. I remember when all that came out, and I just remember being incredibly pissed to have to install some stupid extra thing yeah, for Half-Life 2. Yeah, when yeah. it first so came out, I got to do this. Why do I do like, Who cares about this? I just want to play Half-Life. it's so huge now. Well, everybody yeah. was figuring out the, their own thing, I guess, mm-hmm. and somebody just stepped, like, well, you know, Valve stepped up and said, yeah. we got it. We got it. Yep. So, 0 for 2. 0 for 2. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> okay, so... <clears throat> In the classic 1952 children's book Charlotte's Web by E.B. White, what is the name of the adorable pig protagonist? Is it A, Abe, B, Orson, C, Porky, or D, Wilbur? Who is that to give me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all I can think about is that'll do pig from Babe. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's Wilbur, right? It is Wilbur. Yeah, right, right. Ding, ding, ding. That I actually remember. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I put For that both. question in there because For the both. main character in your game is a yeah. pig. Yeah. Yeah, you can show him there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I wanted to pause and ask you, what, why a pig? What, what was the what was the reason behind choosing a pig? Um, so the original inspiration for the game came from an idea I had of creating a four-player local co-op back in 2013 when it was still hot, like with Towerfall and everything. Oh, yeah. Um, so I want to do a four-player local co-op where the characters, you got points in the front and you lost points in the back. So you would always have to protect your, your, your backside, but you were exposing yourself by moving around trying to get the points. So that's why you're eating balls in the game in, in, in the local um, co-op mode. You eat the balls in the front, but your tail's um, you're sensitive. So I was like, well, if you got a tail, it'd be sensitive. But what if they have a cute little, like, pigtail? Yeah. So they turn into, like, these flying... They're aliens, actually. They're not pigs, but um, oh, they're okay. flying space pigs is what we kind of say. That's amazing. Pigs so. in space! Exactly. I <laughs> like, everything just, like, made sense afterwards because <laughs> we have clams that give you their pearls. So you got pearls before swine, you oh, know, and um, you've got pigs shiny, that are getting... Shiny, man. I'm telling you, it's the shiny influence. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. you got pigs that are getting fatter. When you take damage in the game, bacon comes out because that's oh, funny. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I like that. So. It's really good. Okay, so you got one there. Okay, number four. Your name of your... The name of your company is Mommy's Best Games. Mm-hmm. The Mamas and the Papas were a famous float band in the 1960s. Which one of these Mamas and Papas songs is fake? Okay. Was it A, California Dreamin', B, I Hate Mondays, C, Dedicated to the One I Love, or D, I Saw Her Again? Uh, uh, Screamin' and Barfin'. That was fake. (laughs) B. Yeah. Yeah, I believe Garfield said I Hate Mondays. Yeah. yeah, Monday, Monday. Was yeah, like Monday, Monday. Yeah, exactly. Great. That's All good. You got, you're, all right. you're, yeah. you're catching up. You're back See, to See, look at that. I don't know anything about video games, but I do know about popular <laughs> he knows culture. His mamas and his papas. Yeah, yeah. That's, you'll fit right in fine with us. But yeah. Okay. 
So number five, uh, the cross-platform game development engine Unity currently is supported by 27 different platforms, including PC, Mac, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and the Nintendo Switch. Which one of these popular games was not made with Unity? Mm. Was it A, Cuphead, B, Inside, C, Hearthstone, or D, Fortnite? Oh, it's gonna be Fortnite because that yeah. made unreal. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was made with unreal. Epic's yeah. Unreal yeah, Engine. Yeah, exactly. oh, congratulations! Yeah, hey, I got Axel Game One. You really made a comeback. Good. Started out over two, you finished up three and two. So okay, cool. You're above. Okay, all right, good. That's great. All right, so that that's all the time we have for this week's uh, Big Geek Podcast. I hope you guys really enjoyed it, Nathan. It was it's been a pleasure, man. Yeah, you've man, such super a, fun. You've been such a fun guest. Um, we are at Big Geek Podcast. We're both an audio and video podcast. Uh, we have a video presence at YouTube. Uh, youtube.com slash bitgeek you can also find us on all of the major audio you know platforms whether it be uh audacity not uh, spotify uh, itunes you know you name it we're we're there um we have a facebook page that nick usually maintains for you know like when we have visual cues that need posting like people who listen they can't see the video so they can go to the facebook page and that's available at the bitgeeks so facebook.com slash thebitgeeks. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Ron Avis, and you can find Nick. At Nicholas J. Wright. Right, and we, have, we even have our own Twitter handle uh, that we go by for the show. It's BitGeek Podcast. Uh, Nathan, where can we find you in, in Mommy's Best Games? In the toilet. Uh, <laughs> oh, I didn't have Oh, look at it, Ron. Get it, get it set up. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, you can find Mommy's Best Games on Twitter at the original name Mommy's Best Games. You can find us on Facebook as Mommy's Best Games. You can find us in the toilet as Mommy's Best Games. <laughs> if it's Mommy's Best Games, it's got to be good. Just Google Mommy's Best <laughs> Games and you'll find it. I've been your host, Ron Avis. I'm Nick Wright. And I'm Nathan Fouts. See you later.